الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارham ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار اما بعد فحياكم الله جميعا is from the blessings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we have coming to us inshallah the month of Ramadan and due to the fact that this shahr al-azim this amazing month is approaching us it is prudent and important that we focus on learning how to perform this ibadah this amazing worship from the pillars of the of Islam and from the best of books that us as beginners should focus on as it relates to fiqh umuman and specifically here kitab al-siyam is umdat al-ahkam is umdat al-ahkam this amazing compilation of a hadith from bukhari and muslim from sahih bukhari and sahih muslim which is split into two main categories and that is ibadat and muamalat ibadat and muamalat ibadat yani aspects of worship tahara is mentioned there because it's a condition of one of the most important types of worship that is as-salah and other than that from zakat and siyam fasting and hajj and the second category in umdat al-ahkam is muamalat and that is nikah talaq buyu transaction business transactions and interactions between people generally now and umdat al-ahkam is from the ta'lif from the compilations of al-imam al-hafiz taqiyuddin abu muhammad abdul ghani ibn abdul wahid ibn ali ibn surur ibn rafi ibn hasan ibn ja'far al-jama'ili thumma dimashqi al-hanbali rahimahullah ta'ala ibn qudamah abdul so abdul ghani al-maqdisi abdul ghani al-maqdisi and he is considered to be one of the ulama of hadith and he was born in nabuls and due to him living uh, near to bait al-maqdis 
which is from uh, the, the, the place he is from, is Jama'il. And it is a place, Jama'il is a place near to the Bayt al-Maqdas. So therefore he was called al-Maqdasi, rahimahullah ta'ala. From the ulama of hadith, from the ulama who traveled to Egypt, who traveled to Mosul, who traveled to many places seeking ilm and spreading ilm. Rahimullah ta'ala. And he's considered from the Hufad, from the ulama of hadith, from those who are from the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in his memory and also in his ilm. So much so that Ibn Diya rahimullah ta'ala, he mentioned that if he was to be asked about any hadith or any individual in the Isnad, he'll give you his name. He'll give you his full name. And in the hadith, he will mention the Isnad because he's from those hufaz, those people who have itina and focus as it relates to the hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he is the author of Umlut al-Ahkam, Rahimullah. This book which is studied by the Mubtadi, the person who is a beginner, the one that is a student, uh, a non-beginner, intermediate, and also the, the Mujtahid from the ulama, the ulama of the sunnah. Famous book, well explained. And inshallah during this uh, few weeks, we will be dealing with uh, this, uh, this chapter of Kitab al-Siyam or in other prints, Bab al-Siyam, the chapter of fasting, using the explanation of Al-Alama Muhammad ibn Salih Al-Uthaymin rahimahullah ta'ala and also some benefits from Sheikh Al-Alama bin Baz, Imam Al-Alama bin Baz, Abdulaziz bin Baz, rahimahullah ta'ala. And likewise, from the, from the elder, uh, uh, the, the oldest previous scholars, uh, Ibn Mulaqin, in his book, Al-Alam, or Ilam, Bifawaid Umdat Al-Ahkam. Al-Ilam, Bifawaid Umdat Al-Ahkam, which is an 11 or so volume book compilation, to, sorry, a book, uh, a sharh explanation of Umdat Al-Ahkam. And Sheikh Saleh Fawzan, Hafizullah Ta'ala, he says, Hada Kitabun Jaleel, it's a noble book. It's a very virtuous book. And uh, this explanation of Umdat Al-Ahkam by Ibn Mulaqin. We'll be using benefits from here and there, and also from other than those that have been mentioned. And we'll mention, inshallah ta'ala, when uh, we uh, uh, use others, inshallah. So here we start, bi'idhnillahi ta'ala, with the statement of uh, Abdul Ghani al-Maqtasi, rahimullah, where he says, Kitab al-Siyam. He said, Kitab al-Siyam. Kitab al-Siyam, we start with the first point of today's lesson, is the definition of kitab. The definition of kitab. Kitab is from iktataba, ijtama'a. Yani iktataba al-hisan, yani ijtama'a. And iktataba, yani gathered together. The meaning of kitab is something that is gathered together. So iktataba al-hisan, the horses gathered together, a horde of horses, they gathered together. So then we have kitab al-siyam, we have kitab al-siyam, yani the ahadith of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam gathered together regarding the topic of Siyam, the narrations and ahadith 
of the Messenger وسلم, gathered together pertaining to the subject of Siyam, the subject of fasting. So Kitab al-Tahara is the gathering of Ahadith and, and, and narrations of the Messenger وسلم, pertaining to purification. Kitab al-Salah is the gathering of the Ahadith and narrations of the Messenger وسلم, pertaining to uh, prayer uh, and so forth. Kitab al-Siyam. Kitab al-Siyam. Naam. Point number two is as-siyam, the meaning of as-siyam, and the, the, the meaning of as-siyam, we're going to deal with it, the meaning of it linguistically, the meaning of fasting linguistically, and the meaning of fasting as it relates to the legislation, yani the Quran and the Sunnah. As for the definition of siyam, fasting, logatan, yani linguistically, it is al-imsaq wal-kaf, and that is to abstain. Al-imsaqu, yani to abstain. فَيُقَالْ صَامَ الرَّجُلُ إِذَا وَقَفَ عَنِ السَّيْرِ صَامَ الرَّجُلُ, yani a man, he abstained, it can be used to say, yani abstain from traveling. And from, from going on a, on, 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 on a trip. وَصَامَ النَّهَارِ وَصَامَ النَّهَارِ and he abstained, he abstained and he, in the daytime. The Arabs use this linguistically to show that he stopped traveling. Uh, he stopped traveling yani, uh, in the daytime, yani, when the sun was out. And we have also the statement of the Arab, وَصَامَ الرَّجُلُ كَمِينَ The man abstained, yani, إِذَا سَكَتَ عَنِ الْكَلَامِ إِذَا سَكَتَ عَنِ الْكَلَامِ yani, If he abstained from speech, from speech and he refrained from speaking like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah to Maryam inni nadhartu lirrahmani sawma falan ukallima al-yawma insiyya where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he says I uh, I have made a vow to ar-rahman sawma to abstain and then he explained what he meant what is meant by sawma Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala falan ukallima al-yawma insiyya and I will not speak to anyone today. Now, so here it shows here in Surah Maryam that psalm linguistically can mean abstaining from speech. Abstaining from speech. As for the definition of psalm according to the Quran and the Sunnah, according to the legislation, the definition, we're going to mention two definitions inshallah. The first definition is from Ibn Mulaqin. In Al-Ilam, Ibn Mulaqin, he says, وَفِي الشَّرْءِ إِمْسَاكٌ مَخْصُوصٌ مِنْ شَخْصٍ مَخْصُوصٌ أَنْ شَيْءٍ مَخْصُوصٌ فِي زَمَنٍ مَخْصُوصٌ أعيد إِمْسَاكٌ مَخْصُوصٌ مِنْ شَخْصٍ مَخْصُوصٌ أَنْ شَيْءٍ مَخْصُوصٌ فِي زَمَنٍ مَخْصُوصٌ And the, def the, the, the translation, general translation of this is abstaining from a specific abstinence. A specific abstinence, yani the psalm, fasting, shar'an. A specific abstinence from specific individuals, yani who fasting is upon them and who qualify to fast. Mishaksin maqsus. And shayin maqsun, abstaining from specific things, yani abstaining from, from, from 
from that which enters the stomach and that is which connected to one's desires from sexual intercourse and so forth. At a specific time, between the fasting between Fajr and Maghrib, also, specific time, specific month, the month of Ramadan, could be, for example, Ashura, specific time can be Yawm Arafah, could be Yawm Ithnain, Yawm Khamis, fasting Monday. And fasting Thursday, Zamin in Maksus can be fasting the fast of Dawood, where you fast and then you break the next day, then you fast the day after, and so forth. Naam. Imsakum Maksus. Min shaksin Maksus. And shayin Maksus, fi Zamin in Maksus. This is the definition that Ibn Mulaqini mentions as relates to uh, the definition of a Siyam according to. The Sharia, according to the legislation, and another definition that's mentioned is if imsakun and shahwatil batni wal farj binniyati qabl al fajr, imsakun and shahwatil batni wal farj binniyatin qabl al fajr ila ghurub al shams. Naam, he said that the fasting is abstinence from one's desires of the stomach and their private parts abstinence from one's desires in their stomach any yani food and water well and his private parts yani sexual intercourse with intention of ibadah with intention of ibadah before fajr until maghrib so if the individual fasts and does the the above uh, when she is in her menstrual cycle or postnatal bleeding or Eid on the two days of Eid, Eid al-Fitr or Eid al-Adha, if you fast on these days, this summiya sawman fasida, it is known as an invalid fast, it's known as an invalid Corrupted fast. So the definition of of barakalafikum uh, of fasting is that one uh, does one uh, abstains from entering food and water into one's belly and from fulfilling one's desires with their private parts. Biniyatin qabl al fajr with the intention of ibadah before fajr until maghrib. Nam until maghrib. Nam and then barakalafikum sheikh. Abdurrahman uh, al-Maqdisi, rahimahullah ta'ala, he says a hadith al-awwal. He has about, barakallahu uh, feekum, seven or so, or eight narrations in this in this first chapter uh, in Kitab al-Siyam. And he says, al-hadith al-awwal, an Abi Hurairah radiyallahu anhu, qala qala rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, la taqaddamu ramadana bi yawmin, or bi sawmi yawmin, wala yawmain. إِلَّا رَجُلًا كَانَ يَسُومُ صَوْمًا فَلْيَسُمْ كَانَ يَسُومُ صَوْمًا فَلْيَسُمْ عن أبي هرارة أبي هرارة رضي الله تعالى عنه هذا المحدث who narrated over 5,000 narrations from the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم من أكثر الروات عن الرسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم أبي هرارة who is the most 
prolific narrator of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and he had plenty of narrations, over 5,000 narrations of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He said that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he said, لا تقدموا رمضان بصومي يومين ولا يومين. Ramadan should not be preceded. Ramadan, do not proceed. None of you should be proceed Ramadan with a, a fast a day before Ramadan uh, or uh, two days before. So you should not proceed Ramadan with a fast the day before or two days before the beginning of Ramadan. With the exception of a man uh, or a woman, I'll mention man here, but includes a woman, it, uh, who fast normally on those days whose normal practice is to fast on the, those days and if that day does fall as a day the day before Ramadan there is no fault on that individual because the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam he says illa rajulan kana yasumu sawman fal yasum regarding this hadith we've mentioned the general explanation of this hadith we're going to mention some points ta'ala in order for us perhaps to gain some understanding as it relates to the narrations of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Alaihi Wasallam. The first point we're going to mention is the love where the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, point number one, he says, La the, the asl, the origin of this uh, verb, this uh, is fi'l amr, or sorry, is nafi, uh, is La tataqaddamu. La tataqaddamu. Naam, this, this nahi, this prohibition here, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the asal is la tataqaddamu with two ta. Two ta, ta'aini is, is the asal of this. But in the, in, in the law of the Arabs, you can mention just one ta, takhfifan, to make it easier on the tongue. To make it easier on the tongue. That's the first benefit that we can take from this hadith. Barakallahu feekum. The second benefit that we can take in this hadith is the permissibility to call Ramadan, Ramadan without saying Shahr Ramadan. Without saying Shahr Ramadan. Because the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned Ramadan on his own in this hadith. And some of the ulama in the past have said that it is disliked just to mention Ramadan, but we should mention Shahr Ramadan. But this here hadith, and other than this hadith, uh, have shown that it is permissible uh, to say Ramadan on its own and or you can say Shah Ramadan, any which one is permissible now. The second benefit, third benefit that we can take from this hadith is the impermissibility of fasting the day before the day of Ramadan and two days before the beginning of Ramadan. This is impermissible and this is, is a clear uh, prohibition from the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Some of the ulama have mentioned that it's makru, some of the ulama have mentioned that it's disliked, but in this narration it's clear that it's a prohibition except for the individual who normally fast that day, who normally fast that day. Point number four, point number four is that which is included in this prohibition is yomu shak. That which is included in this uh, prohibition is Yom Shek and that is the day before Ramadan or so when there is a doubt whether it's Ramadan or not and it's impermissible uh, to, to fast on that day for Khad Asa Abel Qasim as mentioned in the narration that the one who does who does this has disobeyed 
the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the prohibition is included in this hadith the prohibition is included in this hadith of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Alaihi Wasallam where he said La taqaddamu Ramadan bisawmi yawmin aw yawmain do not proceed Ramadan with a fast the day before with a fast or two days before with a fast Nam, and this includes the day before where there is some doubt whether uh, the crescent has been sighted it is impermissible to fast on those on those days Nam. benefit number five benefit number five that we can take from this hadith is that it's a refutation against the rawafid fihi raddun ala rawafid fihi raddun it's a refutation against the Shia, the Rawafid, who hold that it is permissible. The Rawafid, as Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, he mentions in Majmu'a Fatawa, that the Rawafid, they hold it permissible to, to fast before the sighting of the moon. So, yani, so it's, you can fast yani, uh, Ramadan before the sighting of the moon. You can fast before the moon has been sighted. Naam. And Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentions this from the Mukhalafat and from those things that the Rawafid have opposed the Sunnah in regard. And this is one of the narrations that refutes this uh, act of uh, the Shia, the act of the Rawafid. Naam. Benefit number six. Benefit number six. And that is, Jawazu sabqu bisawmi thalathi ayyam fa'akthar. And that is, the permissibility of proceeding uh, uh, the day of Ramadan three days before. The Messenger وسلم, prohibited one day and two days, which means days before that, yani the third day before and the fourth day before and so forth, is permissible. That is that which can be extrapolated from this hadith. So three days before the, the beginning of Ramadan is permissible to fast. So therefore, this hadith it shows this. Benefit number seven that we can take from this hadith is And that is the strictness of this legislation. This legislation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The strictness regarding this as it relates to the limits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has laid down. And the strict adherence regarding it and it is a must these are the limits of Allah do not do not uh, transgress the bounds so here this hadith here is a proof that Allah has laid down limits and that is the month of Ramadan it starts on this day and you're not supposed to fast the day before or two days before these are the limits that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has laid down for the maslaha of 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 of, the, of al-jami' for maslaha and benefit of all and this is the deen of al-islam this is the deen of islam that allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has laid down these foundations and laid down these boundaries in order for that the ibadah of the ibad to be according to that which is pleasing to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now that bi'ithnillah ta'ala uh, ends uh, that discussion regarding this hadith of uh, the messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that is an abi hurairah radiyallahu anhu qala qala rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam la taqaddamu ramadan bi sawmi 
يَوْمٍ أَوْ يَوْمَيْنِ إِلَّا رَجُلًا أَوْ رَجُلٌ كَانَ يَصُومُ صَوْمًا فَلْيَصُمْ And Abu Huraira said that the Messenger وسلم, he said, do not proceed Ramadan by uh, fast, but not proceed Ramadan with a fast a day before or two days before, except for an individual who usually fasts that day. So let him fast. So let him fast. This is the first lesson, Barakallahu Fikum, an introductory lesson uh, as it relates to uh, Kitab al Siyam. Min umdatil ahkam. ta'ala. Next week we'll deal with three narrations. Today we deal with one because we've mentioned a small introduction along with it. Next week, bi'idnillahi ta'ala, Rabbil Ashil Azim, we will continue with uh, the next three narrations in Kitab al Siyam uh, from Umdatil Ahkam. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, inshaAllah, we'll continue that next week. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us tawfiq to obey him subhanahu wa ta'ala and to uh, increase in his obedience and following his sunnah wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen